Good cued. Ha ha! Come on. <laughs> oh. <laughs> here, Box. After all, yeah! <gasps> <gasps> hey, look at the beat. Yes, it's, it's been a while. It's yeah, been a, I would say that I'm a good friend of Taylor's now. 
I would go beyond oh. just like friend. Yeah. I, I would hope it's specific. definitely more I'm than Katie and I. Here, yeah. For sure. I mean, yeah. I do consider If Katie and I are like a dad. six, you guys are like a 7.5 for sure. Right. So what is Taylor and Katie then? Like a three? Four. Given oh. the fact that they yeah, spent like three hours like together? You know, I get that a lot. All right, so you're at 6.2 maybe. Why does everyone say that? Yeah, that's the second person to say that. Even my friends are like, we're actually better friends with Taylor. Yeah, they're like, where's Taylor? All right, now that we've got all the awkwardness out of the way, we're uh, we're doing a holiday episode. We're gonna do some of the same stuff that we would do on any fall podcast. Talk about movies and music and yeah. So no need to keep listening. It's Uh, just the same old thing. (laughs) No basketball this time though. Just so much cheer. Yeah, we will throw in little. No, we're not gonna talk about sports. No, we're gonna keep. We're gonna try and keep the listeners through the entirety of the podcast. Yeah, and if you only listen to us for sports, at the end, we're there's gonna be this big thing about sports. You're gonna love it. Yeah. The mic's still on. Yeah. Uh, okay, so we're gonna kick off with Christmas movies. Yeah. Uh, and we're gonna talk about uh, some of the movies we love, and we've tried to break them down into a couple categories to make this uh, flow a little bit better. And we wanted to start out talking about um, I don't know why we took this approach, but unconventional Christmas movies. You'd think you'd start from conventional work to unconventional, but we've decided to fall off. The just Most people like unconventional Christmas movies more than they like Christmas. It's a more movies. interesting discussion. Oh, I would argue or that. Or whether yeah. or not, by most people I mean me, and I decided that we start with unconventional. Okay. Because I run this podcast, <laughs> not Derek. It's not collaborative at so all. So first, we're going to start with unconventional. Uh, I think it's a more. Go ahead, Derek. It's a more interesting conversation, I guess. People talk more about whether or not certain movies are considered. Christmas movies or holiday movies, whereas most people don't really give a shit about Rudolph or Frosty. Which exactly. Mm. People give a shit, but it's research. just the same shit every year. That's true. Yes. Yeah. So I would say that I don't really give a shit about Rudolph or Frosty. I agree. Right. So I'm alone on this one. Yeah. Cool. yeah we'll get into that <laughs> yeah. later. Uh, so Sam put together a little list of some unconventional movies. So maybe you can take us through uh, some movies that you want to chat about on the uh, that front. Well, first one is Near and Dear to Your Heart. Yes. Die Hard. Mm-hmm. Yes. Which is probably, like, one of the best Christmas movies ever. I think it's also, like, one of the best action movies of all time. Yeah. It's, like, it was the script for every action movie from the, like, mid-80s forward. Yeah. It was, like, die hard in a plane or on a train or in a bus or whatever. But but the idea of, like, I just think it's cool. I guess Lethal Weapon falls under this as well. But, like, action movies that are set at Christmas time because the stakes could not be higher. Yeah. You need to make it home to your family. Die Hard, he was obviously going through some shit yeah really needed to figure his life I've out. actually never seen Die Hard He's oh my god real? yeah For real. oh actually. you know who's the best in that who you love who who uh, died this year oh yeah oh Alan Rickman. Oh, he's the villain in it, isn't he? He's the villain. Yeah. And he's he is this German, what's his name? Hans Hans Gruber. Hans yeah. Gruber, yeah. Oh. His brother is also the villain in uh, Die Hard 3. Oh. Whoa. Hans Schuber. A few years ago, uh, <laughs> oh, wait, no, his first name. some other people went to see like a Die Hard double feature um, at Christ- in December. Wait, is oh, that yeah. when that Sam smashed movie. his phone? Because no, he no, got- that was Steven Seagal. <laughs> it was a different no, that was, that was that like was, a Van Damme movie. No, yeah. that's Steven Seagal. Yeah. Okay, you're right, you're right. I remember, like, I remember the scene, and I was like, uh, Anyways. Smashed his phone in a rage. Yeah. In but Die Hard, like, that, like, I'm trying to remember, actually, I should have probably refreshed my memory on the plot. Refreshed? Refreshed. Refreshed. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so basically the whole thing is that he has to thwart this terrorist plot 
but it's like, is it Christmas Eve or is it Christmas? It's, it's a Christmas, Christmas party. party at his Towers. Right, but it's his like his estranged wife. Yes, mm-hmm. she well, moved to California with the kids, and he stayed in New York. They're not technically divorced out. though, right? Yeah, she's moved, yeah. and she has changed her name back to her original name for yeah. right. Like, I would say that's purposes. estranged. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's separated. a little, I guess. Yeah. It's a little strange. Yeah. I, don't, I, like, I don't know the de- definition. Well, estranged is yeah. not divorced. Yeah. yeah. And this is Bruce Otherwise, Willis. Otherwise, the word wouldn't exist. This is Bruce Willis and... Uh, I honestly don't remember. She's pretty famous. plays Holly Gennaro. Yeah. Oh, I, don't I, name I don't know that name. It's a redhead lady. Her I thought Holly and... Gennaro was your name for a generic <laughs> no, actress from the 80s. Oh, yeah. She's just an old Holly Gennaro. Yeah. No, that's her. That's her act, the uh, character name. Oh, Holly Christmas. So maybe it's all tying back. Yeah. So, is any Christmas or any movie that is themed around Christmas considered a Christmas so we're movie? Just yeah, it can't right just take. I think, so. I think it can't just take place at Christmas time. Christmas has to be a part of the plot, which is definitely the case with Die Hard. So, is there I mean, any other movie? Parties? Yeah, like that. Lethal Weapon. I. I haven't seen the original Lethal Weapon in so long. I don't I remember the Christmas tie-in. It's at Christmas time. Is it? Yeah. It's in California, though? I think so. Don't question me. I'll Google this Hmm. while we're talking. Okay. Either way, I think (laughs) there are a bunch of non... Like, I would say even like Home Alone kind of falls into this category for me. It's like... It's so Christmassy, though. It's very Christmassy. It It definitely takes place at Christmas. Christmas. But, like, when I think of Christmas movies, it's like the movie is about... Like Christmas? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. because like, he uses a lot of Christmas decorations as to, weapons. Yeah. But also it's around the Christmas holidays and they're it going is, away yeah. for it. Yeah. I would say Home Alone is like it's like actually just a Christmas And like Home Alone 2 Lost in New York. Did it come out at Christmas? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah, these are big December releases. Mm. Okay. So that's not, not <laughs> yeah, what I would say that Home Alone isn't even like a question. Yeah, no, that's right. not. I mean, I only yeah. watch it at Christmas, so I guess. But also, if you take action stars, we yes. can in Christmas movies we can refer to Jingle All the Way with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Which is that's legit. That's a super. That's legitimately a Christmas movie. Yeah. Yeah. Also, and like, it's amazing. Yeah. I would say it's not a like it's a modern movie, but I don't think anyone watches that movie at this point. In time. I watch it every no, year, so I own it on DVD as well. It's one of my go-to's. Really? Yeah. It's a terrible fucking movie. It's awful. Oh, Sinbad is in it. <laughs> He's in a lot of it. It was Vulture recently did a list of the 40 best Christmas movies of all time, and, and it was, was on like, that in list. The top Ten, I think. Wow. It was high. It was high. That's very subjective. Though. And it was a yeah. lot of like it was mostly like old Christmas movies. Right. That I had never seen or heard of before, and then also like Jingle the Way. Wow. And Carol also was in it. Okay, I'm sorry to flip back, but I found an amazing description of how Lethal Weapon is, is Christmas. Christmas. Okay. Right. Please tell. As in Die Hard, it's hard to tell that Lethal Weapon is set at Christmas time, in part because it's Los Angeles and there's no snow, and in part because of the nonstop cops and robbers mayhem going on. I have a problem with the first statement. Like yeah, it's in California, but like Die Hard is set at a Christmas. Like at a yeah, Christmas so I don't agree yet. with that, but the, okay. that wasn't okay. really why I pulled this Shit. up. The opening scene involving a naked hooker, Drano laced oh. cocaine, and a fatal swan dive out of a high rise is set yes. to Jingle Bell Rock. There's also oh. a Bugs Bunny holiday special on TV, while self-destructive cop, played by Mel Gibson, ponders suicide. There's a coke bust in the Christmas tree lot, and there's Riggs Redemption celebrated along with Christmas at the home of his new partner. Played by oh, David yeah, Glover. Right, yeah. A moment of wholesomeness yeah. that is almost enough to erase all the ugliness that's come before. Interesting. So that sounds Christmas. Hmm. Yeah, it sounds very yeah, Christmassy. I would say pretty much any movie. I just wanted to say Drano lace cocaine. Sure. I agree. Any any movie that utters Christmas is around Christmas. I would consider a Christmas movie. Now, my I would say my most controversial opinion is that Sound of Music 
is a Christmas movie, even though it has nothing to do with Christmas in the movie. It's one of it's those movies snow. that's so long that you only really have time to watch it at Christmas. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, what is this? Is it about Nazis? Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> I haven't seen it in a long it's time. It's a family coming together. It takes place in like the Swiss okay. Alps. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen Big that either. Nazis. Oh. Big time Nazis. <laughs> Big time. Yeah. Uh, cool. Awesome. Yeah, got to check that one out. I would say the, Sounds only, wholesome. the only like catch to that thought where it's like if it involves Christmas at all is if it's like if it spans a huge oh, yeah. time period and Christmas is like one small section of the movie where it's set during the Christmas season for the majority of the movie I would say it's a Christmas movie even if they don't directly discuss or, right like saying? I would say like Rent starts at Christmas time but I would not consider right. Rent to be a Christmas interesting musical yeah. or movie because I think there's a lot of movies where it's like some part of the family like background is set at a Christmas time or like there's a bunch of movies or a that flashback. Have kind of like flashback mm-hmm. I would yeah. argue that there's a lot of like rom-coms where like the goal is to get on that plane to get back for Christmas and that Christmas that piece. so like yeah that isn't, counts because that's a is, did love thing. actually do that or is that a different love movie? actually is set over the whole yeah, yes very, yes very Christmas yeah. but you're also thinking probably of like four Christmases or the one with like yeah. Jude Law yeah. wait is four Christmases Hugh Grant or is that four funerals four, or is that uh, four, four Christmases is Vince Vaughn what's the Hugh Grant oh JK not that movie four weddings and a funeral four weddings and a funeral four funerals is the most depressing movie ever wow Oh, it's like, ah, oh, you're dead too. All the corpses have Santa Claus outside. <laughs> oh, Jesus, it's morbid. Um, do you guys ever go back around Christmas time and watch like series? Like, for example, The OC has like three Christmas episodes, and sometimes I'll go back and exclusively watch those. I used to do a Simpsons Christmas because I have like all the DVDs, so I used to do the stuff like the Simpsons Christmas and Halloween shit episodes mm-hmm. during Christmas when yeah. I was off. But I feel like I have so little time. I yeah, I off don't now. do that. I do with Dawson's Creek, of course. But, oh, yeah. the yeah. natural season choice. seven, eight, and nine. Their Christmas specials, oh, so good. <laughs> oh my god, perfect. Cool. Um, so this was just you, basically. So just me. All right. So the one other movie that we were going to discuss, whether it actually is a Christmas movie or not, Nightmare Before Christmas. I think that's undoubtedly a Christmas movie. I think so too. I actually, I think it just works for both holidays. Yeah, exactly. It's a Christmas movie that is spooky, so you can watch yeah. it at Halloween. Yeah, yeah. but. It always causes a lot of discomfort for me because I watched it for the first time a few years ago. Yeah. And so now whenever Halloween happens or Christmas happens, I'm always very conflicted. And I'll always feel somewhat guilty about watching it in either season because I feel like I'm betraying. Do you feel like you're betraying? You feel like the, the spirit of Tim the, Burton, yeah. <laughs> obviously. <laughs> Tim Burton would be so happy if you watch it that much. like, oh, wow, I'm so relevant. But it's like I, I made feel, this for Halloween. What are you doing watching just, it at Christmas? I, I see you. I feel wrong no matter what time I watch it at. Mm. I, I just right. love that movie so much that I couldn't possibly feel wrong. It's such I a brilliant it. movie. You gave me your DVD of that, which yeah. is the first time I watched it. What? So Who's so I like? I feel like I had like a weird artsy childhood where I watched all these movies that no one else. One thousand percent same. Yeah. Well, I mean, I watched all those as well. Yeah, no, but you just watched everything. Yeah. <laughs> your DVD collection's like insane. <laughs> and. Should we talk about conventional films? Not conventional. I mean, great Christmas films. Yeah, the best. classics. Yeah. So, what do you like? What do you consider a classic Christmas movie? Because I don't like. I can't really Christmas consider Carol. It. Yeah, you do not I, watch that. But yeah, I, was I, say I didn't watch say it. I regularly <laughs> watch it to consider it a classic. Yeah. Oh yeah, sorry. But you, like, what's a year cut off? Because I, I, I don't think of like anything in the nineties forward. Like, I think that like I would count the Family Stone as a classic Christmas movie. Mm. See, I think that's more of a modern Christmas movie. I mean, it is. It's a modern classic. I guess. All right. So we're getting into modern classics. Like how? Like, 
I was thinking about this when we were watching a bunch of like we're gonna talk about this later, but like Hallmark Christmas movies. Like what? Like when was the last time that there was a modern classic Christmas movie that came out? And like it's tough to like find one. There's like a couple that have come out and become really popular, like Elf. Or, yeah. Like, like having Grinch, like the oh, Jim yeah, Carrey Grinch yeah. movie was like really big. Bad Santa. Really fucking. Wait, is that Billy <laughs> Bob Thornton? Yeah. Yeah. I watched that for the first time. Oh, Tim Allen. Tim Allen, the Santa Claus. Santa I was gonna yeah. also. That's what modern. Was, what about the night before that, like Seth Rogen one from? Oh, that was. Oh, I thought that was so fucking bad. I I liked that. I thought it was so stupid. Okay, let's just, sorry, go uh, Office Christmas Party was trying to be that movie, but it was, was not a, yeah. great. I, I like that movie July, too. But oh, but that's one of those movies that I'll watch because I'm like, this is probably going to be a piece of shit. Right. Yeah. But it's star studded yeah. and, and on like a week. And and she can't do any wrong. Yeah. Yeah. So and great. on like a weekend afternoon, like I'm like, I can waste two hours. Yeah. I don't yeah. feel bad about it. Is the perfect so I think there's been that. a ton of those, but like how many of those movies are ones you go back and watch every year? Elf. Elf is probably the Elf last is like one. the only um, modern family one. Family Stone. I for really certain sectors, yeah. Stone. I, would, I would agree that. But that I would say like to... un, like for our age group yeah. in general, Elf, Elf is the only one that everyone I, I know. Like, yeah, what? I remember going to see Elf in the theater when I was like, well, I think it came out in like 2000 or something. 2003? No, yeah. I remember yeah. being like uh, the age where I was like, is it weird I'm seeing this in theater because it seems like a kid's movie, but now it's it's the movie I watch every single year. Yeah, I... And quote, like, throughout the year, not even... You know, I will take, like... Nice. I will take, like, a bunch of Will Ferrell bombs just for his good movies. Like, I don't care that half of his career has been, like, pretty flawed. Because we got Anchorman, we got Elf. That's probably those two. What's your feeling on Step Brothers? I love, I love Step, Step Brothers. Brothers. When he drums his balls on the drum set, <laughs> I've never laughed so hard. Okay. I don't know. I feel We're like it's the same boat then. I feel like it's hard to like John C. Riley is oh, one so of the good. greatest actors He's of our really generation. Funny. So him and yeah. him doing comedy with Will Ferrell as like that was such a genius idea. And that was Adam McKay, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I quote God. that movie fairly regularly. Yeah. What's your like biggest guilty pleasure uh, Christmas movie? Love so I think I just found one. I don't feel guilty don't about one. any Christmas movies that I watch. <laughs> so I don't watch Christmas movies, so I don't <laughs> I really mean, have one. I guess one. maybe Love Actually because it is so problematic, but I still get a lot of interest oh, in it. So I'd agree it. with that, but I just I don't I don't yet feel bad about it. I know I'm being like shamed into feeling bad about it because I didn't really ever think about it. But now I just found my new guilty pleasure movie, and Ooh. I would say Jingle Bell All the Way is kind tell of in that more. same bucket. Yeah, but do Santa tell. Claus Two is a like reprehensible movie, but I fucking love it. Yeah, who I don't is know in the Santa Claus Two? Tim Allen. Uh, no. Uh-oh. I don't know who the actress is that plays the Mrs. Claus. Yeah. Who he has to, like, force into marry him so he can oh, yeah. Santa Claus. But she is Oh, so that delightful. is a super problematic I've problem. never seen it. Okay, let's find out. Although he, like, is. legitimate, like, he doesn't do anything untoward. Well, like, yes. he, he courts she's her. Actually, yeah. She, she falls in falls into, into love with him naturally, I would say. Uh, but she is a wonderful actress, and she starts out being, like, a hard-ass, like, principal character yeah uh, and then he softens her and then she eventually softens over the movie I think she's much better in the first half of the movie but I really enjoyed that movie huh. I don't know why I love Pollock shows up as like Elizabeth Mitchell oh she's been in a lot, a lot of, of stuff, stuff right she's like one of, she's one of those like that women like, where you're oh, like okay exactly. I know you from lots of things right Lost she was in Lost there you go um, the Santa Claus one is still one of my favorites too. I'd say I just legitimately love the Santa Claus yeah. one yeah. wasn't there a third one 
There was a third one. Uh, I, I feel don't like even that. remember. And also, isn't there a new one with, um, oh God, not Russell Crowe, Kurt Russell? So oh, it's on best, it's best. on my Instagram constantly. That's one yeah. of the new Netflix Christmas movies. Netflix put out four mm. Christmas movies this year. That one is the Christmas Chronicles, where they're like, it's Santa, but hot. What? Like, <laughs> he like takes them. He's like a this like badass Santa who like takes these kids on an adventure. I haven't watched it yet. I'm unsure if I will. I mean, no, I will. I will watch it. I just haven't done it. He yet. does look suave AF, but yeah. I thought it was just a Santa Claus remake when I saw it. No, yeah. it's like a whole new thing. Yeah. Wow. The Santa Claus 3, by the way, was the one that brought in uh, Jack Frost, oh. which was played by Martin Short. Oh. What? Oh, I'm into that. As what a was? Wait, 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 wait. Wasn't there a Jack Frost movie? Yeah, with there was. Yeah. It was not I, yeah. Oh. I remember watching that movie as like a young. Like, Wasn't it very sad? And being like, oh, it was kind of good. Yeah, it, it was sad. Like, doesn't he like die? Yeah. He's like reincarnate as like a snowman oh, or something. Yeah. For his kid to yeah. hang out with. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I don't like Christmas movies that are inherently sad. <laughs> what was the? Oh, what's the Nicolas Cage Christmas movie? Oh, oh. The Family Man. Megan oh. loves that movie for some reason. <laughs> oh, Megan, I'm judging. <laughs> but I remember that movie. Nicholas like Cage. Also, another Nicholas Cage uh, Christmas movie, just randomly, uh, was called something I can't remember, and I'll probably cut all this out. Uh, but it was a movie with him. Uh, it's a movie with him and John Lovitz. And uh, who's the other SNL guy? Uh, Dana Carvey. So three oh. of them are. Oh, um, it's the one they filmed in Alora, uh, Trapped yes. in Paradise. Yes. Yeah, my dad was there while they were filming it, and he got Dana Carvey's autograph for my sister because they were staying at the Alora Mill at the what? same time. And also, all the snow in that movie was mashed potato flakes. Amazing. That's Those crazy. Fun facts about that movie. The fact that you have fun facts about Trapped in Paradise, a movie I'm pretty sure that like maybe I've never seen one it. One in ten people have it seen. It was made in 1994. Yeah, yeah. So I remember watching it at like my godparents' house in the basement while my parents were like hanging out and being like, "This movie's fantastic." And the plot is like they're three crooks who have like gotten out of prison and they are going to steal some money like from a church or something and then they end up doing the right thing in the end and it all works out. Probably not a great movie, but I have such a fondness for that movie. Also incredible movie cover. Pretty great. Yeah. Yeah, if you guys could only see it listening to the podcast. That's a great podcast. I I assume you all have phones in your hands. Yeah, Google it. Trapped in Paradise. Check it out. I'm sure you'll watch it and think it's terrible. All right, so that uh, that uh, will do the movie segment, and we're going to move on to something somewhat related, and, and I think more interesting to me actually, because it's a recent uh, a recent addition to my movie watching, and that's been Hallmark or Lifetime uh, Christmas movies. They're absolutely one hundred percent just Christmas movies, not holiday oh, movies. They very it couldn't much be are much more Christmas, Christmas movies. movies. There's like every once in a while there'll be like someone who's like maybe Jewish in one of the films, but they're usually. A side character that's marginalized. Oh, "Oh, I'm here to ruin your Christmas. It's like the one person who's like not celebrating Christmas in town and is totally fine with you selling off your grandmother's house for a profit to condo developers or like something like that. Whoa. Oh my God. So it's like, whoa, it's offensive. Yeah. Or they're like obviously Jewish like actos that are forced to play like super Christian like Christmas. Yeah. They're they're not great. Oh, shit. Sorry. Before we go on, because you just jogged my memory. Okay. I have one more unconventional Christmas movie. I'm sorry we have to Make mix it. No, let's totally go Hebrew Hammer. I have not watched Is that a porn star name? You guys have never seen <laughs> Hebrew never Hammer? Seen it is the Hebrew fucking Hammer. greatest movie ever. Because you jogged my memory when you said, like, Jewish actors. It's Adam Goldstein. And he plays yeah, this, like, Jewish be. action star. Like, 90s oh. action star. Like, it's from, like, 10 years ago. 
talk about movie covers you need to yeah, Google. Oh, and wow. it's amazing, and it's every holiday. I'm sorry, the tagline is Heartman, Heart Street, 100% kosher. It is. <laughs> oh my god! It is the greatest movie ever, and it's all the holidays. Wow. And he goes, I think he goes to the North Pole at one part. Um, oh, sure, gotta get that cross. You know, you have to watch it. I cannot yeah. handle this. Do you have the plot there? Yeah, it says, as a, as a child, Mordecai Carver was teased mercilessly for his Jewish heritage. By his, gentile, by his Gentile Christmas celebrating classmates and neighbors. That has all changed. Mordecai is now a veteran of the Israel Defense Forces. Oh, he yeah, fancies obviously. himself more of the Hebrew hammer defending his people against those who seek to do harm. Definitely a porn star name. Wow. His, his main antagonist is a would-be Hanukkah saboteur, Damien Claus, played by Andy Dick. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's Yeah. And it's, they basically, it's not like, offensive because they put every single stereotype you can think of in it. Like, and it just Andy cancels. Andy Dick has had some real issues with anti-Semitic comments. That is... Um, it's a very controversial <laughs> film. Fantastic. Uh, but you guys should all watch it. It is incredible. I'm going to watch that at Christmas time. Did, did Tim Allen ever have anti-Semitic remarks? No, just generally... Just cocaine. Just, just a lot of cocaine. And just, yeah, just like generally like aggressively conservative views. The guys, he's the voice of Michigan. But sure. also, like, uh, okay, that that's that's better than being anti-Semitic. Because yeah, no, <laughs> I, was, I was also gonna say that'd be very ironic, yeah. given that he plays. Him. No, but he. What did he originally? He was dealing cocaine, right? Didn't he get caught in his tour bus with like yeah. a ton of cocaine? Or maybe session. it was just intent yeah, to distribute. Like he had enough, but he's probably doing all that blow himself. <laughs> but he had enough that like. He subsequently pleaded guilty to felony drug trafficking charges and provided the. Oh yeah, so he actually was in exchange for sentence yeah. of a three to five year prison instead of like, was, wow he was gonna serve life in prison so this was in like the early 80s but yeah. oh and then he but like, did he do it again home improvement's, again home improvement's so in 97 yeah. he was jonathan taylor thomas oh baby okay so anyways back cool. to the hallmark movies i'm sorry i feel like the hebrew hammer was a worthy song. i know i agree okay I'm so to set this, i know about it now yeah exactly to set the stage uh i'll hand off to um i'll hand off to katie who is the like I think probably the most knowledgeable uh, person on Lifetime and Hallmark movies I've maybe ever met. Thank you. Um, this has kind of been, <laughs> this has grown out of a conversation that's been ongoing for years now, where there's been uh, been an expression of love for these movies. So I where think. I've forced my friends and colleagues to listen to basically like plot breakdowns of the movies that I watched the night before, although now this year... Derek has started watching them so we can have an actual discussion and exactly. it's not just me monologuing. And now we can force all this discussion on the oh, rest yeah. of you listening. Oh, great. <laughs> really looking forward to this segment. Um, so basically this is like um, in the last, I would say maybe like 10 years, it's been like a slow build of networks like um, Hallmark um, and there's also a sister Hallmark channel called Hallmark Movies and Mysteries, which we definitely don't get in Canada. And uh, Lifetime and um, channels like Up TV and Freeform and um, basically like any kind of non-traditional uh, like low uh, subscription like cable service um, been making Christmas movies um, and it has been really just like ramping up aggressively uh, in the last few years to the point where this year there are 66 uh, new Christmas movies what? Um, being released mostly and 37 of those are being released by Hallmark and Hallmark Movies and Mysteries. So um, it's really just like taking over uh, it's just taking over and they it's one of those things where like sometimes a Hallmark Christmas movie will have 
the highest ratings out of anything that's on TV in that particular time slot. It is incredible. I I didn't know that this was like a push. Like I knew I always knew that there was Hallmark Christmas movies. Like you'd you see sure them did. on here and there, but this year specifically, we had W Network on a lot for some reason, and yeah. they kept like saying like the like countdown to Christmas and like twenty three new movies that'll be premiering what? on W Network, and I was like, what? How? How's yeah. it? They shoot them insanely quickly and insanely cheaply, and well, there's, there's production companies yeah. that all they do yes. um, is just produce Hallmark movies, and it's and it's like you just churn them out. So yeah, they do, I mean they make so many of them, and actually there was a I heard someone being interviewed this summer, uh, Christopher Palaha, who is often in these movies. He was in Rocky Mountain Christmas, um, Ooh, was saying that last nice. year he made one. Um, starting after Thanksgiving, like after American Thanksgiving that aired in December. It was oh, that's insane. a very fast turnaround. Yeah, that's um, crazy. That's very mm-hmm. impressive. And they filmed them, yeah, like I want to say mostly in Canada and like Ontario um, and Winnipeg and Vancouver. Um, so there's often a lot of like, you can kind of guess where the movies were filmed based on like who the supporting actors are right um which is fun because they the same people just keep popping up but like exclusively in like the sort of general geographical areas in which they generally they film these movies um and they also have basically just like a like a list of um actors that they go to for the movies which i find fall in kind of like one of two categories either like they were super famous in the 90s and now they're making christmas movies for hallmark and lifetime Um, or they are, um, you know, actors who have just like, they've done, you know, TV stuff and whatever, but they've kind of like, once you do like one Hallmark movie, they just like bring you back. Um, like, like my favorite, Andrew Walker. Andrew Walker? <laughs> um, who who you should all Google. Um, but he is just really, he's just one of my favorites. But there's I, like... I thought for sure you were going to say Candace Cameron Bure. Oh, no, I mean, it seems she... seems like she's the queen of Hallmark. She is the queen of Hallmark. I think oh, she's the undisputed queen of Hallmark. Um, she is wonderful, but like you always get some like Melissa Joan Hart, Lacey Chabert is oh. in a lot of them. Um, and there's also, it's uh, the best because you can tell there's like the actors they have as like leading men who I would say I like half of them and half of them I just despise. Yeah. And then there's also the like guys who are exclusively casked as the like the other the guy. boring like either the boring or the like slightly evil because they don't exactly. appreciate the meaning of Christmas boyfriend from the first half of the movie that like needs to get dumped in order for um, the protagonist like female to like really like evolve and yeah. you know get with the small town guy who really understands Christmas yeah. Um, yeah. I, yeah, can't, I can't wait to get these tropes now. Yeah. I'm just like oh. chomping at the bit. I'm like, oh man, so, this reminds me yeah. so, so the tropes are like, I mean, Vulture broke down like 15 of them, but I thought they were like too specific. I yeah. thought they fall into sort of a few more broader categories. Amazing. But every movie usually has at least like four or five going on at, a time, at any given time. Like there's generally dead parents, either oh, of the... Dark. Yeah, like either of the like sort of like vaguely mid thir- like mid to early 30s um, protagonists or it's like the um, the mother of the precocious child or the father of the precocious child has yeah. died because a divorce isn't super palatable but like a widows. dead parent is like yeah widows They're are like all the rage yeah. um, <laughs> and sometimes they'll be both like someone who's like lost their mother a year ago will then get with a dude who's like lost his wife also approximately a year ago. I love the combination of these movies of like horrific, tragic yeah. like, events that have happened in these yeah, people's like, lives. But, but then yeah, how amazingly always, well adjusted these people yeah, are. And yeah, and also like it's always like just far enough like yeah. in the past that it would be like 
reasonable for these people to start decide that they're ready to start dating again and the kids are always like very on board with yeah. the, their parents dating again also the age groups are like so uniform across the board it's oh, like yeah. it's always like a 10 to like 14 year old child with like yeah. a with a mention that the, that the parent of that child definitely got married really young and had the kid really young yeah. so you know they're still like within a reasonable yeah. age range but then oh even like God. the main actors and actresses like the lead actors and actresses are never younger than 30 it seems like they're oh like God. mostly like 35 sometimes or sometimes they'll be like 28 29 but those Maybe. are now that they've expanded and there's so many and they're kind of getting younger actresses in, yeah. they'll have like the younger actresses be maybe in their late 20s. Yeah. But also they have actors, ac- actresses, I guess, actors, whatever, who are in their, I would say like at least mid 40s pretending yeah. they're 32. Oh, for sure. Like Rachel Lee Cook was just in a movie where she um, was like had a brother who was still in like school. So in university. So that's wild. Um, I guess they're probably like trying to appeal to Oh, yeah, it's a full-on nostalgia thing. It's like a recipe Um, for a movie. It's also, I would say that we're probably young young viewers of this stuff. I don't think there's a lot of, like, 20-somethings that are, like... No, I disagree. I think it's, yeah, it's a lot of... Anyone who, like, wants any kind of escapism at Christmas will just dive into these movies. So you have... Those are kind of the, the, like, the character tropes. Yes. And then there's also... Then you get into the plot points, and it's going to... There's going to be either maybe, like, a fake romance where they have to pretend they're together, and then they end up falling in love. Or... You know, they meet and they hate each other, and then all of a sudden there's a scenario where they're forced to work together and then they fall in love. Um, like someone gets, you know, they're stranded by snow and then they're forced to stay together for that and then they fall in love. Oh, or, so many, oh, perfect. So many or it's like someone, like, you know, they're like a grandparent dies and they inherit a property and so they have to come oh, back to their hometown and then they reunite yeah. with their high school um, first love and then they fall re in love. Um, it's like will you get this big promotion or will you choose to stay in the small town and fall in love they're rarely this is awful there are rarely ones where someone like where they start in a big city and then stay in that big city it does happen sometimes but it is rare it's often that someone will have to go from a big city to a small town and going into that small town will help them rediscover the meaning of Christmas and also then they'll fall in love. Or they're As someone... going from a small city or from a small town to yeah. a big city and then decide they shouldn't because their heart really isn't. Oh my yeah. God. As somebody who grew up in a small town, this sounds like my nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> and it's all people who are like, yeah, like I, you know, they like there's often the people who grew up in a small town left because they like, it was too small for them and then made it big and then they brought back and they're like, oh, but this is, this is what real love and real family oh, is God, like. Oh, God, no. Um, also, there's a lot of businesses who are, like, about to go out of business, but yeah. then there's, like, a Christmas miracle or, like, some sort of, like, Kickstarter or, like, something happens, yeah. and then all of a sudden now there's been a Christmas, their business is fine, and they've also fallen in love. Yeah. I would oh, say that another, like, wonderful. common trope. <laughs> oh, dude. There's also yeah. another common trope of, like, Christmas magic. Yeah, and that is like yeah. There's always a handful of movies that have something supernatural, slightly supernatural happen with just the like the only explanation being it's Christmas. Yeah. So there's (laughs) there's a couple a couple of my favorite examples of this. One was like a enchanted snow globe that grants your heart's truest wishes. Yeah. Which I think that that was Christmas in Evergreen. That's one of my favorites. (laughs) That's a good one. Also inspired by a classic Hallmark Christmas card picture. Oh my right. God. Right. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. 
Uh, and then there's, a, there's always or very often a Santa Claus figure where it's like, yeah, that it's guy just, just looks like just Santa Claus. Some older man who Santa has Claus. a white beard. Because, like, how did that guy know my name? Oh. Yeah. And, he's just Ooh, like, like and then they a, turn around um, and he's just not there anymore. Chris is at Pemberley Manor. Exactly. Yeah, that was yeah. a good one this year. Oh, yeah, this year there were two that, like, made reference to um, Pride and Prejudice without right. really being, like, without having there be enough like, of a connection to Pride and Prejudice. Way. They just, like, took some character names and there's like one guy who's rich and also kind of a grump or like right. something. Oh there's one actually called Pride, Prejudice, and Mistletoe coming out oh. um, on Monday. It's being released, which I'm really excited I about. I spent yeah yeah. Oh yeah, there's I a spreadsheet. A, no, I made a uh, spreadsheet. Oh, <laughs> just Katie. to keep track of them all. Nerd alert! <laughs> Nerd alert! It's so much beyond that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and also. So there's, yeah, so there's all these movies, there's all the tropes, which is why they're so good, because you can figure out exactly what's going on. Actually, I did see a fall, an autumn movie this year that was a lit, like an almost scene-for-scene scene remake of a Christmas movie from 2011, which was A December Bride, which um, was like one of the like classics that got it all started, but it, I could tell exactly what was going to happen in every scene of the autumn movie, because it was literally the same movie, just with like some vague character details changed, right. and like... In the December Bride, the girl really likes burgers. She doesn't want to eat sushi or pizza. She or sushi or Thai food. She likes burgers. But then in the autumn one, it was like they both like olives on their pizza, which was better oh. because it's not just like a, she's a cool girl. It yeah. was just like we have something in common. I feel like these I, movies just like do humans injustice. They're all I mean, well. So I mean, though, yes, sometimes. but also they're like so comforting. I just oh. like that it's because they're so low risk. Like they're so there's yeah. so little at stake. Like it's yeah. like if these people like what if like the lady went to DC to go with this guy that she was supposed to be with. She was going to yeah. like go into a, like a new job where she was going to make a ton of money and be in a relationship that seemed like it was not that unhealthy. Yeah. But the alternative is like her staying True with like another guy that's also yeah. really hot and seems well adjusted. And then when nice. she breaks up with the other guy, she lets him down kind of gently and he takes it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. The women are always like very good at their jobs. Okay, like, that's good. Yeah, totally. Okay. Like, the women are always, yeah, like so accomplished yeah. and so good at their jobs. And it's like a, a choice of like, I could take this like massive promotion yeah. or I could still be good at my job just in a slightly different context. Yeah. Okay, I like that. Yeah. yeah. I do like that. Yeah, they're they're good. they've gotten better also over the years. Like you can kind of tell the evolution of the like we know our audience and we don't wanna like piss women off. Yeah. So we'll make yeah. sure that the women are always extra competent. Do you have a favorite? Do you have a favorite um, movie? Yeah, well, I would say I have like a few. Jeez. Oh. I have a favorite. It was mostly just so I could talk oh, about the one because I is it the the Christmas Getaway? Yeah, because you love that woman who is very hot. I mean, she is Ooh, who fantastic. Dad? But it's also like a really funny. Uh, it's like one of those like classic oh, meet cutes where it's like, oh, we both got booked into the same lodge. Who's oh, gonna move? And there's no vacancies, so yeah. I will stay in this cottage yeah. with you and your child. And like, oh, you drive an impractical car which broke down and you can't go anywhere. Well, we'll be nice and have you oh, stay. My God. And it yeah. turns out she's just like an international travel writer, and she's got to write a story about a good old American Christmas, and they show her how it's done. Yeah. And it's just like it's so it's so cheesy. I, but it was so good. Yeah, I also really love how the jobs like there's definitely like like these like made for TV movie jobs, which need to be like, they need to be something that if you just say the job title, people will know what it is. Exactly. But also not a thing that would main, mean that the person has like maybe too much education that would be intimidating. Like it's something, they're very like accessible. Yeah. 
A lot of them like, are creative jobs. Yeah, too. it's either creative. Like, there's like the dude will be like an architect, or the woman will like own a bakery, or be really good. Like, or being like, I don't know, like marketing, or she owns a bookstore. A lot of yeah. people own bookstores oh. in these movies. Hired. So Hired. many bookstores. They obviously live enchanted lives. Yeah, yeah. bookstore owners. But the bookstores, <laughs> but the bookstores are generally, it's if they own a bookstore or a bakery, that is the business that's going to go out of business. So Aww. like, they're at least, and they often will make, um, like. They'll often mention like, oh yeah, like a fa- oh yeah, because there's also almost always a factory that's gonna close. It's a lot of death in this. And it's like, don't close the factory, all these people will lose their exactly. jobs. And they're like, and look at this town over here where the factory did close and all the people did lose their jobs and everyone is sad, but we still have our jobs, so we're happy. Don't close our factory. Like that is a big oh my God. theme also in a lot of movies. This is down the <laughs> rabbit hole. I also really love that they, they steal, like you were saying, like these shop and shot remakes. They oh just my God. steal like movie ideas. Like there's a You Got yeah. Mail version where it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. instead of like just meeting on the internet and not knowing who each other they are, they're like secret Santas at a company and one oh, of them yeah. does know who the I other one is. I did really like that one. Yeah. I love to hear like the pitch meetings for these. Where like, but it's, yeah, it's not, a, I want to say it's like, You're they come with like a pun for the title and then they're like, this is the gist and Hallmark is like, great. Go make it. Can we remake? They make them, You've got mail. I think they make all the movies for two million dollars each. Um, oh, it's like yeah, a very specific number, and they just like they just go yeah. go 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 go. How do you guys access these? Um, w. Yeah, w. W. And like City TV, cable sometimes, cutters, like CTV. Yeah, we can't get all of them um, because of ones that are like on the channels, like Freeform, um, and some of the Lifetime movies. Like you need to have Lifetime to watch them, which I don't. Um, but funny. I. <laughs> Do I will find the, all the ones that I have access to, but it's mostly W. Awesome. Yeah, I definitely want to watch this. So. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> you should watch all of them. They're fantastic. They're, it's just once you can, and especially once you kind of like make it into a game, they're way more fun. Yeah. When you're like looking for the thing. I feel like you could turn it into a drinking game pretty oh, easily. Oh, absolutely. And there's so there's 100%. like a ton of podcasts now specifically where people like watch and then review these movies. What? There's like Lifetime Uncorked. There's one called Deck the Hallmark. Yeah. There's one called like wow. The Bubbly Sash where all they do is review Hallmark movies. Yeah. Um, and so they've like, they've made like, you can get like bingo cards and like there's all these re- things online Like people have turned these into drinking it's games like and various games. Yeah. I talked to the it's kid and I was like, you should start a like Hallmark movie centric podcast. And, and then, then I went and looked, looked for it. it and there there's like, like so many. Oh yeah. my God. <laughs> Brilliant. Like, oh wait. <laughs> I'll run I mean, it through my spreadsheet every yeah. day. I mean, given the fact that there's like, obviously this isn't a huge penetration, you could probably still... <laughs> you could probably still like find... There's a huge penetration. Yeah, like, for these. <laughs> Hallmark penetration. Oh, penetration it's going to be a... Derek, remember that time that we were driving on the 401 and then um, Sam and I were in the Fiat and we were just minding our own business and then I looked over and I was like there's a crazy lady waving at us from the car next to us and we were like who the F is this and we turn and it's Megan and Derek yeah that Eventually was I realized fun. I was Megan, but she was so bundled up that I couldn't see And her. she had, like, big Hollywood sunglasses on, and I was like, who is this yeah. lady? Also, for further context, you were driving in the slow lane, doing what I would guess is about 105. Uh, I was trying to speed up to get ahead of a truck, and then you guys just went 160 past us, I, and we couldn't I, catch up. I was driving in the fast lane, and I saw I saw a white Fiat, and I was like, wouldn't that be funny if that was Taylor and Sam? And as I was flying by, I saw Taylor, Taylor gripping the, like, tens and twos. Just really oh, my God, grandma. <laughs> this is like, so embarrassing. I only keep my hands at ten and two. I only keep my hands at ten and two. I literally drive one, one hand at 12 o'clock all the time. Maybe sometimes one hand at six. I know who didn't take young drivers here. That's yeah. for sure. 
I barely passed my G1 and then just took my G2. There we are. Oh, my God. So I was in the third lane, and I pulled over into the second lane to, like, yeah, let you catch up. actually power slid into the second lane. <laughs> <line. laughs> and I had to slow down, and it took, like, a solid 60 seconds for you to bridge a gap of, like, maybe 40 or 50 meters. Oh, <laughs> I was, like, holding up a whole line of traffic just so we could wave. And then it got awkward because it wasn't clear whether you noticed that you were waving. And I looked back, and I saw you kind of acknowledge, and I was like, all right, we got to go. Taylor's <laughs> like, oh. the type of person that if traffic slows down the highway, she'll put on her four ways. Oh, wow. It's a smart <laughs> practice, okay? They she's, do it in Europe. Yeah, she sees it like 10 miles ahead of her. She's like, oh, traffic's a bit slower up there. But you know what? I've noticed it catching on. So I'll do it, and then the person behind me will do it, and it's a wonderful I mean, transport truck drivers do it, so I guess that's one other group. Yeah, yeah. Pretty much you hit. yeah, and that'll get crushed by a transport truck, so. So we're going to move on from that to some more personal experiences with Christmas and talk a little bit about holiday uh, holiday traditions. And I think we wanted to get into it about like kind of the Christmas cheer, whether or not having Christmas cheer is under or overrated. And I think given the fact that we're an hour into this podcast at this point, I think you can probably guess who is into Christmas and who isn't. <laughs> uh, I've been talking less in certain parts. Well, Sam, why don't you take the lead then? Oh, okay. So what what makes you not super like rah rah Christmas guy? I think it's honestly a lot of it can be because of your upbringing. Yeah. So like we did when I was younger, we did Christmas every year, but it was never like decorations around the house. Our Christmas tree was actually a bay tree, so a very unconventional looking <laughs> Christmas tree. Your we parents have, are both artists. Let's just uh... yeah. We did have we did have like ornaments and stuff which we put on. Were they tree. artisanal? Um, yeah. <laughs> Were they handmade? Yes. Were they baked clay and then painted? Yeah, like we would feel stupid if we bought like commercial. We were never into like the commercial idea of Christmas. And so it was less of a like my like my mom still doesn't get like excited for Christmas. She's like, oh. So I think that sort of passed on to me where I'm like, I did always love like the Christmas Eve like the anticipation of getting gifts the next day, like that one aspect. Of but that. not, but not the commercial side of Christmas. Okay, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with the commercial. I'm just saying we didn't get amped up three weeks yeah, in advance. Yeah. We didn't right. do advent calendars. We didn't do like anything except for the Christmas Eve, Christmas Day stuff, which is nice and it's you know getting your family together and all that. But compared to Taylor. Like, Taylor is into Christmas in, like, the cheesiest way possible. Unless you were into Hallmark movies. Yeah, like Katie. Yeah. Taylor? Like, if you were one person, I would, like, not be able to do this podcast. Oh, my God. Uh, so, yeah, I like Christmas. I'm just not, like, insane about it. Taylor, rebuttal? Um... Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, whenever Sam and I talk about, like, I, we were walking down the street the other day, and I was like, what's, like, your favorite Christmas memory? And he's like... I don't have one. No, I don't have a specific one. It's not like don't. I'm not like a like Oliver sad. Twist. It, it does sound a little <laughs> Oliver <laughs> Twisty. Has a Christmas tree. Yeah. Well, no, I'm just not like in like the cheesy way. Like, oh, you remember? I don't know why the voice would be like that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just don't have anything that's like this sort of like, you know, like moment like, oh, it's a white Christmas and we have our beautiful Christmas tree. 
Oh my god, I just have like so many wonderful memories associated with Christmas time. Like, I even re- remember in elementary school, like there'd always be like Christmas crafts leading up to Christmas break, mm-hmm. and I remember this one time we made this like oatmeal mix that had red and green pieces in it, and it was supposed to be reindeer food. And so, like, little eight-year-old Taylor comes home with this like big bag of colored oatmeal, and I'm like, it's for the reindeer, and my parents are like. Oh, because I'm like I'm gonna spread it out on the deck and then the reindeer can eat it and they're like yeah Tay like do it and I did it and in the next morning one of my parents had gotten up and swept it up and disposed of it and to little child Taylor I'm like oh my god they ate it wait this is a perfect I'm gonna juxtapose how old are you I must have been like eight okay so when I was the same age we pulled into a I lived in King City which is the perfect place to have like a winter but whatever. We pulled into a parking lot in Aurora or Newmarket or somewhere where we were just like doing, running errands during the day. So it was me, my brother, my sister, and my mom. And my mom goes into a store. And I'm like, like sitting there with my siblings. And I'm like, what's she getting? I'm like, and it's like right like close to Christmas. And they're like, oh, she's getting stuff for the stockings. And I'm like, oh, oh but Santa does that. And they're like, there is no Santa. Just to show you the differing approaches to Christmas. Oh, my God. Where, like, my dreams were crushed at, like, seven or eight. And I was like, all right, fuck it. There's no Santa. I love that, like, 12-year-old guy. That's such an asshole. It might, yeah. have, been, it might have been my sister. But I think collectively they just did get shit yeah. That's really funny. Um, so I'm quite a bit younger than my two older siblings but I remember being like I think I was like seven like I was still pretty young to not believe in Santa but I remember like sitting down with my mom and she was like trying to talk to me about Santa I was like no mom Santa doesn't exist it was not real like I know that it's just like the magic and the spirit of the holidays that's what's good about Christmas but like obviously Santa's not real and mom was like oh okay (laughs) like I swear to god that Taylor probably in somewhere deep inside of her still believes Santa. Oh yeah. Exists. Well, it, the the cat was out of the bag when uh, I I started opening presents on Christmas. She was and, Yeah, it was last year. <laughs> and I'm looking at this the the tag on this, and I'm like, God, that looks an awful lot like my dad's all caps dad writing. But it says it's from Rudolph. But I could swear this is my dad's handwriting and just like brushing it off and being like, no, 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 it's probably just. Like, it was very similar. Rudolph? Fuck to Rudolph. Sam. That's your yeah. first mistake. I would have easily been like, Doc fucking hooves. He's not gonna be able to. Also, <laughs> <laughs> oh, what did you give me? Like a piece of shit? Like, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Here's my biggest dookie this year. Oh my god. My hair yeah. fell off. Yeah. I can have it. I put some gold flakes on my shit. Yeah. Okay, sorry. To no, I don't. Memories, but... Oh my god. No, it's just like. I don't know. I think my dad is also like the type of person where he would he he's very like emotionally I don't know, in tune, I guess. Like he would always surprise our family and like if he did a surprise, he would do it in like this clever like puzzle or he'd write a poem or something like that. And so even like this one Christmas, um he gave us each me and my sisters and my mom like this random thing. So like I got a stuffed Easter rabbit and my sister got a piece of wood just like a two by four and then my other sister like got holly and then my mom got a number four that goes on like a garage and we're like what the fuck and then my dad's like all giddy and he's like put it together why don't you guys all talk about what you have (laughs) 
And we're like, okay. And we pieced it together, and it was Hollywood for Easter. And he was taking us on a trip to Hollywood. (laughs) So, like, he would do that kind of stuff all the time. So it's just, like, it's so magical. that's the funny thing is that, like, I – like, yeah, like, I don't have, like, an insane amount of Christmas cheer, but when I'm a, when I eventually have kids, I think I will be, like, the dad that goes, like, balls to the wall insane with the level of, like, planning I do. You First think? of all, ensuring that they don't know that Santa does not exist, but also just, like, planning some sort of Christmas right. night thing to, like, be a surprise. Like, I love, like, I love gift giving. I love, like, thinking of thoughtful gifts. Like, I'm, I'm really into that. So regardless of whether or not it's like I care about like the Christmas cheer as an aspect it's still like fun if you do, right. if you do care then it's like a nice thing to do so you yes. think you'll come into your Christmas spirit yeah or ensure that my kids are raised with a lot of holiday spirit because it's still nice except for like if they're like little brats yeah I'll be like you little shits you don't get anything Cole, <laughs> Cole, Cole Bobby. Um, but yeah I, I would say like I, it's it it really has a heavy like the way you were raised has a impact on how Christmassy you are. And I think that's why I like I don't ever remember believing that Santa was real, but because we'd in my early Christmases we'd always go to Montreal to spend like Hanukkah with my dad's family and then Christmas with my mom's family. So like I think I was it was just like we I was like getting both of the vibes and like, you know, Jewish kids are never raised to think that Santa is real and just like ignores them. Like they know that that he's not and so I feel like I just like absorbed that. Right. From the various mm-hmm. environments that I spent the I holidays in. Yeah. <laughs> but still, I was still like aggressively into Christmas. And yeah. so my mom and I like got so into it, and my dad just kind of like dealt with it. His way of being Why? like around it was that he didn't put Christmas lights on the outside of the house. Okay. We could do whatever we want on the inside, but there were no lights on the outside of the house. Yeah. See, Your dad's like, my past dad the Manischewitz. My dad kind of just like canceled the two religions out. So right. Like, okay, it's just a normal day. <laughs> Like, we did all the Christmassy stuff, but there was yeah. no, like, holiday decorations anywhere. Mm, right. Um, yeah, my dad just, like, history. dealt with it, and then eventually was like, this is fine. Yeah. yeah. And he just, now he just, like, loves Christmas because it's, like, the one time of year when like, all his children are together. Yeah. <laughs> Very dad-like. You become, yeah, you yeah become a super dad. dad yeah. Um, Derek, do you remember finding out that Santa wasn't real? I, do, like, I was just going to say that. I don't remember ever actually believing in Santa Claus. Uh, because I also had older siblings and like yeah. my parents were not like that smooth at, at hiding it. I mean, they, they weren't, they also weren't like boosters. They didn't go out of their way to say like, Oh, Santa's coming. He's a real That's thing. You should really believe it. Yeah. yeah. It just wasn't like, I would watch like shows and see like Santa as a thing. Yeah. Like, I understood it, but like, I think I like understood early on that it wasn't a thing, but something Megan said to me recently really made me laugh was she was like. She said she always knew that like Santa wasn't real, but she thought that Santa was kind of like God. In the sense that, like, That's interesting. like yeah. Jesus, in the sense that it was like not a real thing, but the spirit of the thing is important. I was like, yeah. you know so how she's blasphemous like, that statement yeah. is. <laughs> You should no, never say that. Really, like, I agree. funny. That's I like Santa that's agnostic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Santa agnostic. Saint agnostic. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Eggnog. That's what I said. Saint agnostic. <laughs> oh my Jesus God! Christ. Say it one Too more time. Booyah! Um, yeah. <laughs> I feel like I had like a middle of the road experience similar. Yeah, so similar to me. Yeah. It's like I celebrate oh. Christmas every year. I enjoyed it. But I think there yeah, I think I also have the same like instinct when it comes to Andrew, where it's like I want Christmas to be something that is special. Not in the not in the sense where it's like you know you're gonna get all these great gifts and it's important that you believe in like Santa Claus or whatever, but more so just like making sure that it's like a time where it's like about sharing 
what you have and like making sure that you yeah. are, like, with your mm-hmm. family and and that kind of stuff and like trying to introduce like giving giving yeah. to the community but, but the, yeah but I, the one thing I disagree on is like the anticipation of going to bed and waking up to presents yeah. is the fucking greatest it is the best. so good like where I it's literally so had it's like to <laughs> sleep for like ten Christmas Eves in a row yeah and just yeah. be like and I would be up at like four a.m. in the pitch Ooh. black to go and be like wake everyone up to open gifts yeah. So I used to get pumped about it too. Yeah, which was funny though, because then I would like, uh, my mom does this funny thing where she'll like, if she has an idea for a gift but like needs to go with me to get it, like as right, I got yeah. older, she would just like wrap other stuff that represented the gift up as the gift, <laughs> and then so we had like we'd wake up early Christmas morning, yeah, and then and then I'd be like, oh, there's all these gifts under the tree, and I like open it up, and it's like. A symbol of another gift to come. Like, it's not exactly the same as opening up a gift. Already. Yeah, I like. That and she that still does that. Nice. Yeah, yeah it's, still, it's still her style. She gets great yeah. gifts, but she's like, she's not your traditional right Christmas I, person. Yeah. So she'll be like, I got you this piece of salmon, but it represents a dinner that's to yeah. come later. Yeah, so that's like, nice. But then the gifts are always good eventually. Yeah. And they might come like a week right. after. But, and you get, but you get to build up that anticipation then after opening up the present. You're like, oh, I know this is coming. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I also I like find that. myself doing that sometimes where it's like, I've or- like I do something too late and I order a thing and it's like not going to obviously be there by the time I can give it to them. So yeah. I print out a picture of me. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is what I got you. Yeah. At least yeah. my mom's more creative in that she like finds solid Some things representation? that looks like yeah. gifts to oh, represent God. the other thing. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, oh, you got me a used toaster. And she's like, it's not a toaster. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is a toaster. Yeah, this is a toaster. This is your toaster. You're putting it back in your kitchen right now. <laughs> yeah. She's like, let's make regulars. Name the toaster. Yeah. We, my family was, like, our Christmas day was very much about, like, our, like, control and, like, willpower because we can't, like, we wake up and we're doing this now with my sister's two daughters who are like very much of an age right. of like they want to wake up as early as possible and go down and rip open the presents but that is not how we do it. We right. wake up and then you wait for everyone to be awake and then we all go downstairs and then we all get our breakfast and then we go sit in the living room and then once we're all sit- seated then we can start opening up our stockings and then we open up the stockings and then that's it and then we wait till like after Christmas lunch and all the dishes have been dried and put away. And then we can open yeah, presents. That's fucking You are all type A. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you're like... Yeah, it's like and like my dad didn't care and that's very like much my mom's... Like, yeah, that was my mom's yeah. thing. And so we just... We still do it. And She's my nieces... Like the patience is good for you. My nieces get to open up um, one present in the morning to kind of like tie them through. Yeah. And they get... The way my sister did it was that she said, Santa gives you one present and he gives everyone one present. So then right. like if there was like... You know, like at their school, you don't know who's like gonna be able to be just getting one present for Christmas or more or whatever. So she said, Santa gives everyone one present, and the rest of the presents come from yeah, like the, the family. Yeah. yeah, so then they get to open their one like Santa present in the morning. Oh, and right. then that kind of like with their stocking, and then, then they play with that on. all day right. until we're That's done. Our like well, big elaborate dinner. It's what we, we did the same. Yeah, and, and Sam, now that we've been living together, this is our second Christmas living together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm so excited, I can tell. Um, we started our own sort of tradition, whereas, like, Christmas Eve, I would normally go to, like, a family friend's house, but I was like, you know, not really. I'm an adult now, so I want to do my own thing. Yeah, that's right, Mom. I want to do my own thing. Um, and so... I my own life, Mom. Yeah, I'm going to sleep in my own bed tonight. But come over <laughs> first thing in the morning. <laughs> Did your mom previously make you sleep in her bed? 
oh, I wish. <laughs> <laughs> no. no. I just sleep at her house. Uh, anyways. Um, so Sam and I started, like, you know, we got our little mini Christmas tree and um, we slept here on Christmas Eve together. And then what we did in the morning was we exchanged stockings and gifts. Right, where typically I would do that with my family. Like, I'm 26 years old. I would still yeah. sleep at my mom's house on Christmas, not in her bed, yeah. uh, on Christmas Eve, and then like wake up there. But we started doing this like cute little tradition where we open stockings and then go yeah. our own separate ways. Well, we both have divorced parents, so time is at a premium. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we're very efficient. Literally, I'm like, okay, so we have from 9 p.m. tonight until 11 a.m. tomorrow. We can hang up for Christmas with that. Yeah, and I'll uh, see you in three days. The the um the other tradition that I think I do want to incorporate in like my current generation of siblings like moving forwards that right, right. has been sort of a recent thing with my my mom and like my aunts and uncles on my mom's side is obviously we used to everyone would get gifts for everyone and like you know, oh. our uncles would like so it'd be like exhausting yeah, but it's also <laughs> insanely expensive yeah yeah and so like if my uncle was getting gifts for all the kids even if he would like give us like each a hundred dollars and so like Whoa. yeah like, it's that's a lot insanely yeah expensive, in addition to the gifts that he's getting for his own siblings right siblings so what we turned it into is i we do our normal gift sharing between my siblings and my mom and i in the morning but we end up doing um the bad santa game is that like a like a gift like swap white like elephant a, like white, white elephant, elephant. whatever yeah, yeah. So yeah. Where, where you can brings. steal and they're things. all kind of funny gifts yeah so it's like a 50 dollar so you only have to get one fifty dollar gift. Just get something that you like. And I think about all my family members. I'm like, you really. It's less funny now and more like, what is the most desirable gift that everyone will want? Right. So and there is like, it is so petty. Like it's so great. My <laughs> uncle will like, you know, my uncle Grant. Yeah, he's yeah. just like, he loves me. He's like a jock. Like yeah. He, he just loves watching me weep where I've held on to something yeah. for the whole game. And then it's and then like steal he right has the last, last turn uh-huh. and he like. This like shit eating grin on his face, looking at me. He's like, "Oh, who sent me? That uh, that pour over set looks pretty awesome. I I do need a You're like. I pour. have two already, but yeah. I yeah. I really want that exactly. one. Yeah. And he'll just do it, and then someone else will fuck him over because you can just keep stealing. Right. It. Yeah. And it's, and it's honestly like I remember that way more than I remember what they got me when I was younger. And it's yeah. and it's like yeah, like one of those things that shows you that it's not about the money because it's just like makes for a really fun time mm-hmm. and, I mean genuinely like if you're like aunts and uncles are giving you gifts you're ending up with like some random sweater that you yeah. you know what I mean? or like, like a purple floor tracksuit yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. happened one time but it's hard to like <laughs> Damn, your parents can find you good gifts because they know you super yeah. well your yeah. aunts and uncles know you really well sometimes yeah. <laughs> my, my dad's <laughs> the same so he but uh but like your aunts and uncles aren't gonna like know what I need or know you know what I mean yeah like, and also as adults you kind of yeah, we haven't year. done like extended family presence in like twenty years. Yeah, like it's been a long time. Healthy. Yeah, it's just like we also don't see them at Christmas because oh, they okay. live in different. It's also impossible towns. for me because my dad has like nine sisters. Right, oh, so, like wow. them down. There's like yeah. hundreds of people. Yeah, so it's just like actually impossible. <laughs> we get together like in a like like CAW hall in Woodstock, and we all like. Oh just my god! Sit. You guys yeah. should play that game though. That would be they. So they do, okay. but it's like because the family's so big, it's become so like separated right. that you only really know your own nuclear family and a couple people here and there with oh. it. So it, and they're like tasting gifts is not that fun. Okay, you know so something like that. Here's a carton yeah, of Belmonts. We only have 10 people. Right. So it's perfect. It's yeah. A that's a good number. This. And it's easy like if we have 
half an hour. Let's sometimes do before dinner, sometimes we do after, but it's only gonna take us 45 minutes. So yeah. like, it's easy. Yeah. Uh, do you guys have a memorable gift? Is there like one gift you got as a child that, that stands out? Or is that I got or bought? That you got. Because uh, hmm. I have one when I was like, probably somewhere in the age range of like six to nine. I can't really remember when, but my godparents got me a like, 20 pack of G.I. Joe figurines. And oh, wow. Like, they're going to say 20 pack of cigarettes. I'm like, wow. That is <laughs> <horrible>. Classic <laughs> Woodstock upbringing. Here you go, kid. Smoke up. Your first time. <laughs> it was like a two foot by two foot box with like a plastic uh, sheath over it. And when you open it up, it was like you could see each one of the like individual G.I. Joes like stacked Damn. in a row. Oh, my and God. And it had like all of their like kits with each right. one of them. It was just like one of those things where I opened it. I was like, ah, this is like fucking 20 gifts in one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I, I wouldn't be able to think of a gift until you just said that. And yeah. I think I was really into Beast Wars and Beasties. Yeah. And Bestiality. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Poor fucking Mom, bring the horse over. <laughs> Well, it's like how people had a crush on, like, Cartoon Robin Hood, right? The fox. Who's that? <laughs> yeah. Anyways. No? People or just you? <laughs> no, this is, like, a thing on the internet. Okay. Yeah, I was very action figure focused. So, like, when I got Beasties. Mm-hmm. You guys don't even know. I you think know, I, I know. I watched Beast Wars. I just yeah. never collected the figurines. Oh, they were so good. I had, like, 8 million action figures. I had so many. I had, like, oh. wrestling figures and G.I. Joe's. And See, shit that was handed down. But to you, like, when I was younger, I was, like the geeky guy who was like setting up scenarios. No. Oh. <laughs> I had, oh yeah. Well, I feel like I did that with Barbies all the time. I'd set up whole villages for them. Oh, weird. I'm not going to say which cousin because he never want me to say this. He used to like, actually I probably should not get into this. It involves naked Barbies and, <laughs> and, uh, oh. and fire like, maybe. Yeah, see, Anyways, he turned out really well. <laughs> my, my no, like one of my most memorable no. gifts as a kid was like I got you this um no I didn't <laughs> it was this like like archaeology geology set where it was like this like compacted Nerd alert yeah <laughs> but you were saying like I was the only one playing with my action figures I literally got a thing where I was like I got to like dig through and, and like dirt rocks. and dust off and find like Aww. different rocks <laughs> Like, oh, I and Amber. I loved it. I loved it so much. Um, my favorite, and there's like, um, there's pictures of this. I mean, I doubt I'd actually remember this if there weren't photos. But I remember I, there's this photo of me opening this gift, and it's like a Sesame Street camper van. Oh wow! And I still remember it because I thought it was so fucking cool. But it was like this like Volkswagen camper van, and you could like open the top of it, and it had a canoe, and you had like little Bert and Ernie figurines. And wow. there's this picture of me playing with it on Christmas Day, and I have this full denim outfit on, and like I have a soother in my mouth, but. The Amazing. on the back of this denim outfit, this like hard denim outfit, is like a big Cookie Monster stitch, Whoa. and I'm just like, this is so meta, but so awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's great. That was one of my memorable ones. Do you remember Micro Machines? Like, yeah, like small Hot yeah, yeah, Wheels, yeah. basically. Yeah, yeah. I remember getting it was like a van, the van thing sparked it was like a 90s like ford astro van that folded down into a city that you could Whoa. play like, what? machines in that's nice had, like a little drag strip and stuff in it it was pretty amazing cool. too yeah. i got a lot of lego too i love LEGOs. i always wanted poly pockets and then i oh. always got science-based gifts and then i mean i turned out the way i am i think for that reason <laughs> you, know, you never get the gift you really want though right? yeah like the number one thing i wanted as a kid was power wheels i've never wanted anything more in my life I like the like rc car no, like, like the, the one that you oh would, the one that you drive drive or like little like right. cars that you would yeah and I never wanted anything more than that they were probably like three hundred four hundred 
hours. Yeah. Never got that. And I still considered, I think I was like probably like 16 and I wanted to get one. <laughs> yeah, get one of those. <laughs> so like, I'm rich I can't now. buy a car, but I can buy a tiny yeah. car. Yeah. <laughs> then I progressed to wanting a pocket bike. Have you ever seen those? Yeah. yeah. It's like little motorcycles. That yeah. They had to like ban them because people were just taking and like exhausting. <laughs> oh my God. And just like flipping over onto their faces because they're yeah. terribly impractical. <laughs> Uh, Linsell, I remember Linsell got a Barbie car for Christmas one year. Or not for Christmas, it was for her birthday. It was drove? It was so fucking baller, yeah. Uh, and she would just rip around hammer. the backyard in it. It was and amazing. I'm going to have to get one for Andrew because I don't know that I'm going to have like... I'm like I'm just going to spend so much fucking money on him as soon as he's old enough to like appreciate toys because I'll just want... You literally want... just said before that you were going to try and instill in him. <laughs> but I think I'll end up doing both. So we'll end up like... Just raising a perfect human. man. No, yeah. Money's not important. I spent thousands. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Use your tiny I, car to go deliver things to the needy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> your little Hummer. He's going to try some weird Montgomery Burns. It's tough because, like, I grew up, like, not wealthy. Yeah. We had, like, we never, like, went without things, but we definitely went without things. Yeah. Like, now there, you're was rich. there was stuff There was stuff that we couldn't get. Now I can afford to spend absorbent amounts of money on toys. Jesus, so, dude. like, Dare to bring a fur coat to <laughs> Yeah. He also has a string of pearls around his neck. <laughs> it's, not, like, it's, not, it's not like the things that I would buy are things that are not accessible. Like, they were probably accessible to my parents, but they're like, I don't see the value in that. I'm not going to buy them. Yeah. But I still think, like, I'm a 13 year old. So I'm like, well, yeah, I'm going to buy all of the Nerf guns, like, yeah. the whole thing. And then I'm going to build. <laughs> A case where you can display all of the nurses. Oh. And then there'll yeah. be like a secret yeah. cabinet like in a yeah, Bond movie like, where you press yeah, the button exactly. and all of a sudden the guns yeah, yeah, come yeah, up. Comes up <laughs> and then, and then he's, here's your first 24 character. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you are now two years old. But then, uh, and then we'll like, like go and volunteer somewhere or something. Just, oh, to, like, right. just to reel it back in a little bit. Sure, sure. Yeah, sure. you're like, just like as a token of yeah, like. Here's a chest full of riches. Now let's do second harvest. Yeah. Let's yeah. give away your old toys to these poor kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Hey, poor child, come over here. <laughs> Try and teach my it's rich not like that, all right? It's gonna, you know, He's wearing a little tuxedo. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't want to touch him, Dad. Uh, yes. We, do yeah. have, we have to take him to, like, I don't know. Can we, can we talk about that? About, like, gag? Yeah. No. No. Okay. So we'll what? I don't know why he's saying that. I don't know. It's public, baby. All right. So we got to take him to Europe to go to Guy's wedding, and I kind of want to buy him a tiny tuxedo. Oh. <laughs> it should be. Can you rent that? Yeah, you gotta rent it because he's not gonna don't fit into it for longer than like a, a day. No, 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 no. Buy him a little white linen suit. Tiny Pablo Escobar. Dress him like Scarface for the wedding. Um, yeah. Say hello to my new friend. <laughs> or, or dare to say hello. Yeah. Andrew comes down from behind them and he. Yeah. 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 Nerf gun. There's like a fake cigar like sewn to his oh sleeve. <laughs> that would be amazing. I feel like I would uh, appreciate that. that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So. Okay. It's been such a beautiful podcast. I feel like we've laughed, we've cried, we've shared. We've gone uh, to the bathroom multiple times. Yeah, we've had small bladders. <laughs> and uh, I think the only way to really go out and spread that holiday cheer is to offer compliments to each other on this holiest of podcast days. <laughs> so, why nice. don't we go around the table, the podcast table, okay. and just say what we like about the other person? Persons. Persons. Okay. But each person. We'll be able to offer a single compliment to everyone else at the table. Right. Okay. Well, how about you lead us? 
in, in this. Great. Yeah, get started. And I think the key point is that none of us have actually thought about anything in advance. For so sure. It'll be real. Off real the dome. Emotion. From the heart, I mean. Yes. Um, the thing I appreciate most about Derek is oh. his ability to um, eat copious amounts of hot sauce. <laughs> <laughs> I, was really, I was really ready for something sweet. Something wholesome. Uh, it's just, it's so beautiful when... I recall this one time in university when he was at Waterloo hearing about how he, and this was before we were good friends, and he had chugged a whole bottle of hot sauce, like the whole thing. <laughs> you used to eat lemons like they were apples. Used to. I like the past tense and all of it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to make it sound like he's matured since then. Right. Um, and, and I think that's a really beautiful thing in your pain threshold. Um, <laughs> oh my god. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, and you're also a very nice person. Uh, oh. Hey, I thought it was one compliment per person here. Yeah, I know, but I felt like that was so insincere. <laughs> um, Taylor, oh. what else can I say about Taylor? Oh my god. Uh, mm. <laughs> he literally doesn't know. <laughs> he doesn't know. Uh, I can feel the internal struggle in Sam's head where he's like, I could go two ways with this, and yeah. I'm not sure which way I know, to go. I have to go the insincere way. That's, that's the way I'm trying to go. Because sincere would be too thoughtful, and then it won't be funny, and you know the whole rest of it. Cool. Finger <laughs> Maybe this segment is crashing and burning. This is really hard. I mean, just keep going. Babe, we've been together, together for to four and a half years. Yeah, <laughs> you can think special, of something. Babe, special, Oh, <laughs> my God. Um. Wow. <laughs> We should have not let Sam go first. No. <laughs> I didn't think I was going to have to go first. No, okay, there's, of course, there. many things. I wouldn't name most of them <laughs> on the podcast. Um, you uh, you do have a very weird sense of humor, which aligns with my weird sense of humor. Um, so often, the thing I cherish the most is we will make jingle bangers, mm, which is yeah. impromptu songs on a Saturday or Sunday morning mm. about whatever's happening. So it could be nice. like, Derek and Katie come on a podcast. Derek and Katie come in the park. And there's a lot of repetition in it. Yeah, right. Yeah. But then I you start rhyming it, and you're like, Derek and Katie got a podcast next. And then you kind of change it. Right. I, there's not even rhyming in them sometimes, like our infamous boxers and socks song. Oh, yeah. You want to give them? Can sure. You, can you cue us up? Somebody, can someone beatbox for us? No, 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 no. 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 It's just... <laughs> okay, wait, let me, let me, let me. A one, a two, a one, two, three, and boxers. boxers and, and socks. Socks? socks? And boxers, 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 and socks. And boxers, boxers, boxers. This might be more intimate than two people just like expressing how they legitimately feel about each other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It all happened when we were folding laundry. Yeah. And there were a lot of boxers and socks. Yeah. Love you, babe. <laughs> Love you, babe. Love you. Katie. What can I say? <laughs> Like you're done, but yeah, it's <laughs> Katie, you're a, you're a, you're you're a friend. <laughs> you're a friend of mine. I will say my favorite thing about Katie is that I feel like I'm a way funnier person when I. <laughs> I was gonna because say that. I have like I will like get the low hanging fruit on a joke, and Katie will just like she loves still that. laugh. Yeah. yeah. Like the lower the fruit hangs, the more she enjoys the joke. If you have to pluck it from the top of the tree, it's 
just too highbrow. Katie yeah. has been doing an admirable amount of uh, silent laughing during this podcast. Yeah. Which I'm <laughs> yeah. Both disappointed and then kind of surprised that she's been able to pull off. Yeah. Because uh, normally it's much more ruckus and loud hanging out with Katie, and, and there's just like screaming laughter at the lowest hanging. It will be after this. So, yeah. I've been trying to hold it in. Yeah. <laughs> and once we have a couple beers, it's all over. Oh, yeah. And then I can't, I can't do anything about it. Okay, that's me. Uh, let's go to Derek. Let's go counterclockwise. Okay. Boom. <laughs> All right, well, I'm going to end with Sam by, by podcasting. Oh, that means I'm the last one? Mm, okay. You can go next uh, if you want. There's no, like, they, they don't, right. they don't let's, actually let's know where we're sitting. Okay, I'm going to, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, let's put all okay. the pressure Derek on Derek. The okay. Yeah. yeah, okay. Which is fitting. Um, <laughs> great. It's <laughs> not your podcast, it's Perfect. our fucking podcast. We're just podcast. making this up on the floor. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Go ahead. Okay. So, Sam, I feel like it's like I have a double-parted compliment for you. Um, one, I really appreciate your uh, Instagram game. I feel like your profile is very well curated. Oh my um, god! I always say that about myself. Yeah, <laughs> but also I feel like you like I feel like you you dress very well. And actually, at cast days, uh, my friends Liz and Mark mentioned that they had noticed you before they like met you at cast days, and were like, oh. Look at how well that dude's outfit is put together. I mean, and they liked your beard. And then then they... I told you about this. I've been against my own good judgment. Oh. Yeah, Derek so told me and, not to mention yeah, it day out. His head could explode. It was actually a physical transformation where like the muscles in his face all started rising. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They so, said yeah, what? I feel like that's enough. You're well dressed and people notice it. And I can't remember the rest of the story. Oh That's my awesome. god. Um, <laughs> Derek. What happened to Taylor? I'm going around. Yeah, the she's getting there. Um, um, so what I appreciate most about you, uh, I feel like that's all the Derek compliments have to be phrased that way. That's fair. And now, he's your dear friend. He is my dear friend. Dear. Um, since the... <laughs> Since the first morning we met and you called my computer a cunt and I knew we'd be friends. Oh my God. <laughs> um, That's not the within like twenty minutes of meeting, um, I feel like every time I have some like weird or random thing that I'm really excited about and really want to talk about, I know that you will also always be into talking about it, even if you don't know what I'm talking about yet. You will either just like indulge me or then immediately get into it. And you've also turned me onto a lot of my new favorite things like comic books and uh yeah. Anyways, I feel like we always have, we always get like equally excited and like amped up about things, and I really appreciate that. You guys I do agree. seem to like creatively inspire each other. Which is yes. Nice. Yeah. By the way, I gotta give a nice <laughs> one to Derek at the end because the hot sauce one is now seeming really. And also like the tag of like, and you're a nice guy. Yeah. 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 And, and you're a nice person. When Katie's going all like, you complete me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I got one in the chamber. Oh God. There goes our microphone. Our microphone was. Okay. Um, we have a very high tech setup over here. Okay. Um, we're back in the game. Uh, okay, Taylor. Um, I. Uh, this is maybe not as as deep as that one. We are but a, we are four on the friend scale, yeah. so it's um, fine. <laughs> I really appreciate um, how good you are at taking care of plants. Yes. Because I can't keep literally anything alive. Like I've killed so many succulents. Um, and so I'm just always impressed whenever you are posting pictures of your plants. It like genuinely deeply impresses me. They're my babies. Yeah. <laughs> That's nice. Uh, That's beautiful. 
Okay, it's my turn? Good. Yeah, well done. Okay, sick. All right. So, Katie, I'll yes, start with you. Thank you. Oh, a nice little reciprocal compliment. Yeah. <laughs> um, I love that every year when we go to cast days, I'm always like, Sam, who's going this year? Like, do we have the usual suspects? And then it'll always be, oh, yeah, and Katie's definitely coming. And I always look forward to that. Oh, my God, yeah. Because I'm like, Katie <laughs> so nice. is the fucking best. She's so fun to talk to. And you're just so nice. Thank you. I love how Katie at cast days, though, has kind of become, like, Know what the best movie comparison is for it kind of like west side story where casey or katie brings like her whole crew of people out. yeah and yeah it's like we have our crew of people. like i have like aaron and dave and like dave's weird younger friend yeah <laughs> and then it's like we like all meet them we're like they're ready to try your yeah. dyke on chocolate beer it's amazing yeah um derek yes. i like that taylor's being strategic and going from like Someone that I've known a little bit, someone else I've known a bit longer, and then oh, how leaving you... last, last the level. Oh, because he's the hardest to think yeah. about. Um, <laughs> Derek, I have always considered you a third father. Aww. Aww. Um, yeah, I feel that. That's, that's nice. Just, I have really many nice. dads. Yeah, so many dads. <laughs> 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 Most people have one, so he's got three. I'm not one of them, that um, would be weird. It, no. Sam is not my dad. <laughs> I call myself dad. Yeah, but exclusively. Um, but it's funny because uh, you're so dadly in a sense that you're like you're the nicest, most wholesome person. But also, even last night when I was texting Sam about um, the mic situation. I immediately felt the sense of guilt that somebody who's disappointed in by their father feels um, when I was like, oh my God, I didn't bring the mics home that Derek needed for the podcast. And I'm like, and I'm like panicking, talking to Sam, being like, I think I have to go back out to work in the morning so that I don't disappoint Derek. Uh, so that's that's not from like the stern father perspective of like, I'm going to be in trouble. No, I just feel like I have to be my best person around you. Oh, that's, oh, that's so nice. Yeah. yeah. Okay, uh, Sam, my person. Um, what can I say about you? See, you are my person, right? Um, you're my noodle for eternity, <laughs> and I have recently gone down this very dark path of thinking where I'm like, oh my God, Sam is the person for me and he's so perfect that I, I constantly worry about him dying and I'll come... That's legit. What a <laughs> and I'll come home and I'll say, Sam, please don't die because I don't think there's another one of you out there. That's actually really, really sweet. Yeah. But also, like, from, from a relatively new parent, 100% of a thing you feel about the thing that you love the most, that it's, like, an integral part of your being that would, like, kill you to lose. So that's, like, I can very uh, much attest to that feeling. Yeah. So, Not for Sam. Taylor's so also like, very morbid, though. Yeah. Like, really so like she's yeah. <laughs> Like, she'll have just thoughts about her funeral all the time. Right. Where she's this, like, like, everyone can wear what they want. Such a sense of we all die. <laughs> so good. So good. Yes, well, yeah. Also, just so this is recorded, so this is recorded, I have, whenever I die, go into my iPhone and there is a note in my notes app with detailed notes for my funeral. Lencel, I'm talking to you, or Sam. Make sure you fucking check it out, all right? Do you know that there's a thing called a living will? 
that you can kind of detail these things in a legal document that people are required to follow. Even like or what people should wear and what music should be played. <laughs> I mean, I think it would be fucking hilarious if you had a lawyer. You should that. definitely yeah. put that. Yeah, 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 yeah. You could probably okay. add it as a no. rider. That yeah, you put in I need a rider for my funeral. Yeah, Amazing. and there's going to be only noodles served to eat. Amazing. Yeah, and everyone wears what they want. And everyone wears their favorite outfit. Ooh, the music I like that. situation. The music is like a mix of like. 90s uh, pop, a lot of Mariah mm-hmm, Carey, mm-hmm. Um, weird, brand new oh, because they're one of my favorite, <laughs> and a lot of upbeat Cheryl Crow music. Oh, yeah, it's a solid pick. I don't know. All I wanna do is have some. <laughs> Earlier, I thought you voice over all the music. Yeah, I just keep on that. All I do is rest in my grave. It's like a horrible ballad. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Um, Karaoke funeral. All right. Okay, uh, I feel like I'm the most likely to like actually break down and start crying. Uh-huh. I'm really oh. excited about uh, it <laughs> because I'm a dad. Yeah. Uh, so I'll start with Taylor. Um, I think the thing that I like most about Taylor, and this is I, I feel like this is a roundabout way, like a weird way to compliment someone, but um, I enjoy you as a human being and the, the relationship that we have, and I really enjoy spending time with you. But I think the thing that um, has uh, shown through is like since you've entered Sam's life, having known Sam since he was 14, 15, <laughs> yeah, something probably. like that, and kind of seeing the growth and maturity of him as a human being and marking that against kind of when you two came together. Uh, not to say that it's your that you are the reason why he's matured, but just like the relationship you guys have built together and the fact that you've kind of brought a lot of that to, to the table has like really shown a market change in who Sam is and like how he's matured over time. Aww. The point where he's like someone I really like respect and trust and, and did it before. Did before. <laughs> I did, I did, but it was like as you've grown into it, like no, into the man that you are now. I feel like even I think a lot of that's been inspired by by Taylor, and I think that's like yeah. a testament to the kind of person that you are and the the, the relationship you guys have built is one of the most like healthy relationships I know between two people that I'm close to. Just like you guys are really like sweet and you communicate really well and you're like you spend time together, blah blah blah. It's uh it's admirable. And I think you have a huge part to play in that. Aside from being a really sweet person. Oh thanks Garrett. Uh, <laughs> so right one for one This is your idea. Uh, 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 Katie, uh, I think you are a uh, uh, inspiringly positive and bright person. Um, I've obviously seen you during during periods of time where you've had like rough goes of things, and I obviously you have hard times. But ninety nine percent of the time that anyone would ever see you, you put such a strong face on, and I think that like shows the strength of your character and like. How, how good of a person you are uh, and it's so I kind of like uh, I value people that are positive and like that really like try hard to be good people and it just seems like that's something that you really uh, also have <laughs> which I respect so that's a compliment to you and you. Samuel uh, I legitimately feel like you have become a part of my family I do feel like uh, <laughs> No tears. Uh, yeah, that you like legitimately become a brother to me, and uh, that's it. Yeah, oh, that's actually cry. what I was gonna say too. Like, I, it's funny that I was. Uh, I have an older brother, guy, who we yeah. talked about on this podcast. Who I also feel is like a brother to me. 
Yeah. Like guys like, you know, actually we weren't best friends until I got older. Yeah. That I felt like, and I think it's kind of what you were talking about that I became better friends with you as like, it's not that we got closer in age, no. but yeah. I approached, you know, sort of yeah. adulthood. <laughs> Anyways, you know I became saying. a real human. <laughs> um, but I have considered Derek a brother for a very long time. Um, and also this is going to sound funny, but it's actually true yeah, that yeah. I consider you a brother because of how close we are, but yeah. you're also, uh, you have many characteristics that guy does not have. Right. <laughs> I, love, I love guy. He's my best friend, yeah. but he doesn't know shit all about sports. <laughs> uh, there's just like them together is like a really good, like that's a strong brother core where it's like, yeah. uh, a lot of guys' shortcomings, Derek. <laughs> fulfills. And <laughs> <laughs> this is a really weird way of putting it. But and vice versa, I'm sure. But it's also Sean, like, yeah. I think it started like because Derek was doing a co-op in university yeah. and so he was like literally living at my house. Yeah. So um, I think we were able to like get close. And Guy wasn't even there. No, it wasn't. So it was yeah, like it was... me and you hanging out. Yeah. Walked in on you and Megan one time. That really brought us <laughs> Oh, I have heard that story. <laughs> yeah. I think we might have told it on the podcast before. Yeah, I think we did. When, uh, yeah, we won't get into it. It involved planet <laughs> Earth. It involved some linens. And it involved us three. Yeah. But not the way you think. Yeah. Oh, my uh, God. And we were closer brothers from that day. Whoa. Anyway, this, <laughs> this went in a weird Ruined direction. Ruined it. Yeah. <laughs> but, yes, no, that's actually what I was going to say that I... Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. Um, I think it was funny because I thought the same way about you and Guy. I was like, it's weird that two human beings could be so different in their interests and stuff, but then... We're really I, similar. As I've gotten to know you, yeah. both, you're like obviously very much the same person in the way that your value set works. Yeah. It's just your interests kind of round out into like someone that like I have interests with on both sides of you. Like you kind yeah. of do create one human being from an interest perspective, so it's... But you both obviously share the same like heart and all that stuff. Yeah, and I think between the three of us, it's like a good sort of yeah. trifecta. Of, but I also think you, I have filled, you were like the classic big brother. Yeah. Where like, I do my best to like irritate the fuck yeah. out of Derek. Yeah. And Derek gets really irritated. <laughs> and I love it. And it's like, makes me happy. Oh my God, even the other night, you're like, oh, I think Derek's mad at me for moving the podcast. <laughs> uh, I kept switching the dates. Because Derek's like, oh, it was great. Derek... I don't know if you intend to do it. You do text like a dad. So like when you send texts, they're so they, pointed like, and like, short. Like, like they almost are going to be signed like love Derek. No, yeah. no, no. Like a really stern, not angry way. Oh. So like Derek's like, Derek's like, so are you good for the nine? And I'm like, <laughs> you're reading context. Of and I'm like, and I'm like, oh yeah, sorry. I forgot to respond. I'm like, didn't Taylor already respond to you by email this morning? And he's like, yeah, she responded this morning. And I'm like, is he implying that we should have responded two days ago? And so God, that's so funny. I don't get that at I, all from I think you're reading like maybe you have some of the like, You also but you're like yeah. a classic like it's someone who just started using a cell phone who like that's fair. you never use emojis, you don't like you really understand like nuance via good. this is helping me grow. Use, <laughs> use periods <laughs> instead of exclamation. Yeah, yeah, yeah periods yeah. are so fucking intense. People, <laughs> people use proper punctuation in text. I'm like, holy fuck, what did I do wrong to yeah. Like I'm sorry. Yeah. That's amazing. I'm glad that it has that like that impact because I go out of my way to try to use punctuation, like oh, actual punctuation. It makes me shiver. That's funny. Yeah. Anyway, right, well, that, that seems was... like a good place to go. Yeah. <laughs> I was intending that to be a snarkier segment than it was, so that's uh, why I started with the hot sauce right. thing. But then you guys, I feel like as soon as we went real, 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 real
There you go. Yeah. All right. So uh, that was the uh, what we're gonna call it the fa la 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 la. Yeah, I came Christmas. up with that this morning. Oh my god, you son of a bitch! <laughs> I came up with that in the Taylor, shower. I came up with that this morning. Taylor said, "Oh, I hate it how you know we're in a relationship, we're on equal footing, but you're just so much smarter than me." Oh and, my god! And you always, come up, this you always come up with these really funny puns. And then oh, I'm gonna have to explain to people. Oh, like say like, oh, I thought this up and same always steals jokes from me, but really you thought it up. So I knew that was gonna happen. But um, just so you guys know, I thought that up. Oh my god! And, that's I'm, and I'm the host, and I decided when we ended, and that's a great other episode of the Fall Off. See you soon. All right, good I get the last word. Goodbye. So I think I'm gonna turn you down a little bit, but don't feel like you need it in your mouth. Though. I would say like. <laughs> Wow. Uh, That's uh, the name of Derek's new podcast. This is very phallic as well. <laughs> Don't feel like you need it in your mouth. Oh my god, have you ever seen a gnarly pussy? Let's eat some chips. Let's eat some chips. Let's okay. eat some chips. Again, we don't need to feel like